Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Travis Cronin, and you're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Well, I'm not here by myself. Today, I am joined by my two amazing co-hosts. The first, the siren of the beauty world, uh, Miss Gwen Flamberg. I love being on your podcast, Travis, because I feel seen. I really feel seen. Thanks for that intro. Hi, guys. You are seen, Gwen. And we have the referee of Bachelor Nation, Sarah Huron. A very tired Sarah Heron because The Bachelorette is back and it just, the ABC will not give me a break, but you know. Did Let's do a quick really plug leave? here for the right reasons. Great new episode about the premiere out now. Did they even have a break between Paradise and this? Has there been a single day in this life without a Bachelor content? One week. Oh, nice. And did they nice. air two episodes of Dancing with the Stars instead? Wow. Well, thank you for keeping up on it and keeping these hoes in check. Well, today we have uh, an emo engagement, a charity refusing a donation, Halloween coming far too early for an incognito rapper, a meltdown in front of a divorce attorney's office, and much, much more. But let's start off with our woes of the week. These are the stories that made our our hosts pause and really reflect on their lives and all celebrities' lives and made them go, whoa. Sarah here on what in the world of the celebrity made you go whoa this week you know travis i was struggling with my whoa this week and then i just actually remembered are we talking about olivia jade being in the bottom two of dancing with the stars we are not well we are now <laughs> um sorry alexa penavega's two-year-old son who lost half his finger which was going to be my whoa that is just you know not fun and i feel bad for that family but i love an excuse to bring up the fact that they combined their names penavega um to be one but um let's talk about oj she was in the bottom two you guys on dancing with the stars and the look on her face you could tell she was freaking out she was so nervous I feel like more so just because she's out here like talking about how amazing this is and she's actually getting good scores and I think she's going to be really upset if she doesn't make it like to the finals um and because her scores are so good you know the reason she's in the bottom two is because people aren't voting for her I'm doing my best Olivia um but also this comes on the heels of her having to clap back at a tiktoker who was claiming that her and her married partner were hooking up So you guys, she can't escape scandal. She's actually really good at dancing, um, but she was in the bottom two. And that's your Olivia Jade update. Oh, my goodness. Well, she's also been, you know, pictured back with Jackson. I have a feeling that they're going to get back together. The toxicity that is her and Jackson will be. I think I think our girl is playing the game and wanted to be spotted with her ex-boyfriend. So people stop saying that she's hooking up with her married partner. Oh, savvy Olivia Jade. Maybe I'm giving her too much credit. (laughs) Maybe you are. Maybe you aren't. Gwen Flamberg, um, is yours also Olivia Jade being in the bottom two because of her amazing dance skills? Nope. Nope, 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 nope. It's not, but it does have to do with a tiny dancer. You guys, in the new installation of Tiffany's ads, The Carters, Beyonce and Jay-Z took to Venice. They were, you know, in a Vaporetto, looking gorgeous, going on date night. Beyonce in a gorgeous pale blue gown with diamonds galore. And then all of a sudden, there's a tiny Todd who joins them. And of course, it was Blue Ivy doing a little tippity tap dance. I mean, that family, I kind of want them to adopt me. I would like to be the sister of Blue Ivy. They could call me Gwen Red. I'd like it. 
<laughs> the pictures were gorgeous. They've had so many stunning photos in Venice. Uh, and- that Venice set is out of control. And you guys, of course, you know what to do if you haven't seen them. Go to usmagazine.com slash stylish to see every pic from the campaign. Seriously, glamour.com.org.edu. Donate, GoFundMe. They are just fantastic. Well, my woe of the week is for a little lady called Lisa Rinna. Don't call her Vanderpump. She was on the shocking and amazing Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion part two of four this week, which I cannot get enough of. It is a legendary time all in itself. But what stood out to me is that Lisa admitted to Andy Cohen that the reason reason that Amelia Gray broke up with Scott Disick was because of his leaked DMs about Kourtney Kardashian. Now, if you remember, he, Eunice posted all of these DMs from Scott sort of talking crap about Travis and Kourtney and Travis. And it really seemed like he was still thirsting after her. And Lisa admitted that, yes, that is one of the reasons that Amelia broke up with Scott. So are we surprised? No, but it still made me go, whoa, that Lisa Rinna and Admitted, like the reason for their breakup so so timely and so soon after it and I was sort of glad to be getting some of that tea from Lisa Ritta who just thank you for not holding back ever in your life my favorite part was when Andy was like did Amelia and the relationship and Lisa goes you just have to read the media but yes it was Amelia like she immediately like you know that's just Rena. That is our Rena, and God bless her for it. Well, let us get into the news. Drum roll, please. Of course, we are talking about Kravis. Yes, not my favorite celebrity couple name in the world because it sort of sounds like my name, but it sort of sounds like Crevice. So I feel like it's, you know, when I put on a dress and I have back rolls, that is a Kravis. So this Kravis engagement, of course, has taken all of the wind, put the wind in our cell sail. I I shipped them harder than ever. I was sort of just laughing at them before, but now I am so into them as a full-blown relationship. Just in case you missed it, last Sunday, October 17th, Travis popped the question on Santa Monica, in Santa Monica, Barbara, in Santa Barbara, California, not Santa Monica, not on the pier. Um, he did it on the beach with, I don't know, two hundred thousand roses and tons of candles in true Kardashian form. Um, you know, we're hearing a lot of new info about them. A source tells us that Courtney thinks Travis is his soulmate and this is forever. And they're even thinking about having babies together. The uh, source also said that she loved the engagement. He totally surprised her with this magical proposal. And it was like a scene from a Disney movie. Now, now that the dust has settled in the Kravis engagement, Sarah Huron, do you have any thoughts on their relationship? Do you like them more? Are you scared? Are you going to, you know, follow every move that they make for the rest of their lives? Wow. Um, I mean, that's a lot of questions. I'm really just thinking like, well, Courtney's going to have to keep up this punk thing for a long time if they stay together, (laughs) because that's really been a wild transformation for her. Um, You know what? Obviously, they are madly in love with each other. And who am I to hate on that? I think the proposal was a little cheesy. 
Um, I also think maybe they got engaged privately and this was like a Hulu moment thing. That's a conspiracy theory Ooh, I've seen going around. Like that. that. Maybe it was so over the top, like for the show, because Chloe was on Ellen today saying that they will be releasing the Hulu show in January or, or February, which is like a quick turnaround. And they just started filming like a couple weeks ago. So I'm excited for that. But like, obviously, my initial instinct was like, where in the world is Scott Disick and is someone, <laughs> is his therapist like by his side? People yes. forget like Scott tried to propose to Courtney a lot of times and she mm-hmm. never even entertained it. And like she five times, maybe. Yeah. Like and like, sometimes as a joke, like not really. And on the last season of Kardashians, he literally was saying like, in all seriousness, like I'd marry her right now. And we know now that that was when her friendship with Travis was starting to become something. So I'm really like, Honestly, genuinely not joking, worried about Scott Disick. <laughs> yes, I think we all are worried about Scott Disick. He has had, I mean, to say he's had drug and substance abuse abuse issues in the past would be a heavy understatement. Yeah. Ben Flamberg, what are your Travis thoughts? I mean, I just... Uh... Someone had to mop me up after I saw that ring. The ring was amazing. You guys estimated at $1 million, a giant honking North South oval engagement ring. I loved it so much. I think that, um, I don't know. I'm still not a hundred percent certain that this is like true love. I'm along the, for the ride with Sarah Heron that, um, you know, have I been pronouncing your name wrong all this time? I really Sarah thought it was Huron. Yeah, I thought Sarah you guys Heron. did it ironically. <laughs> you did. Um, I, I don't, you know, is this all for the Hulu show? Is this a moment for television? Uh, who knows? But I, the world needs a little love. And we all got a little a little love from that engagement. And cheesy as it may have been, it's kind of like that is the ultimate fantasy engagement, right? With a mm-hmm. like gajillion roses in public on a beach. Listen, they are such a wild card couple, but I'm I'm shipping it. I'm totally shipping it. I don't know if it's for the long run, but I'm really happy that it's for right now. And I'd I- like to throw out my prediction New Year's Eve wedding. Hmm. just enough because they love a quick turnaround yes and they love a like i could just see it being so over the top like halloween would be maybe a little like a little too like yeah obvious yeah i think we got to go with i think new year's eve i'm telling you and it's gonna be it's gonna be a spectacle and for the fact that i have to work on new year's eve is pretty devastating but for Mm. my entertainment i'm 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 all in on my prediction I love soothsayer medium Sarah because she usually has some very, very salient points. And I'm witchy sometimes. You are witchy. (laughs) Happy spooky season. I my favorite thing about this whole engagement, Gwen, I agree. It's tough to figure out whether this is true love or they're sort of caught up in the hype in it. But she's a Kardashian. Do they even know, you know, that line is so blurred now, whether it's real or for the show, their lives are so public and intertwined. I feel like it messes with your head a little bit. So I believe that this is to the best of their abilities, absolute true love. But my main takeaway from this is Courtney finally gets to be the main character in the Kardashians. She has been fighting this game for 15, 20 years, maybe. (laughs) And she has never not once been the main character. And this is her first chance to actually do that and be the star sister for the length of the time they've been in the public eye. And I am really happy that she gets to do this. She's not known as a nicest Kardashian, but I still believe she deserves her time to shine. Travis, dare we say she's right now the most interesting to look at. 
<gasps> Absolutely. Oh, she said it. It has been decreed and I second. She and, is the most interesting to look at. And before we move on, I'd just like to ask if Scott to Six Therapist is listening. When mm-hmm. he's done with his extensive therapy, please go check on Shanna Mokler, um, Travis Barker's ex-wife, because she Ooh. also is um, not taking the news very well from everything I'm hearing. <laughs> well, she posted on Instagram the story right after the engagement and she said closed for spiritual maintenance. Wow. So at least she's in the repair shop, which is nice for her. I'm glad she's gotten herself there. Maybe, you know, went to the place that Megan Fox and MGK go for their ayahuasca to get some spiritual healing. That would be triggering to see those two because they're the same same species <laughs> of a of a Travis, a Kravis. Pretty much. Yes. Pretty much. Yes, they are. Well, you know, thank you to Courtney and Travis for giving us so much fodder to talk about. And I am officially, it's been confirmed in my mind that they are having a New Year's Eve wedding. It sounds so perfect for them. And I am very into that life. Do you know who might not be having a New New Year's wedding? Lala Kent. Because there is a lot of messiness and not wearing engagement rings. Sarah Heron. Um, what <laughs> as a lifelong Vanderpump rules watcher and stan, what is going on in the world of Lala Kemp and Vanderpump rules and this guy that she better not be marrying? Okay, so Lala and Randall have been together since like 2015, but public seven 2017 because he was married, um, and going through a public uh, divorce. Um, and they got engaged in 2018, wedding postponed because of COVID, like Taylor's oldest time here. Quick back background. Now, Lala has been known to wipe Randall from her Instagram before, archive photos. She hasn't yep. blocked on the app, actually. So when people are like, they unfollowed each other, they've never been following each other. She's one of those like weird, weird ones. And she, last summer, something similar happened right before she announced that she was pregnant. And she was saying that, you know, she gets mad at Randall and sometimes she's, she's younger than him. There's a 20 year age difference. And sometimes she still acts petty and that's when she archives her photos. And she's like, you know, if that's the worst thing I do, then we're fine. So when this happened over the weekend, people were like, okay, is this Lala being Lala? Does she want attention? You know, she had a book signing this week. That's what James Kennedy kind of implied, but there are these blurry photos of Randall in Nashville with two women behind him walking into a hotel room. Obviously doesn't look good. Randall is out here on his Instagram still posting photos of their daughter Ocean and Lala's promotion for her book and kind of trying to make it seem like everything's okay. Meanwhile, Lala has ditched the engagement ring, posting Beyonce cheating lyrics um, and liked a meme about how her army would go off if Randall did in fact cheat. Page Six has reported it's over. TMZ has reported they're working it out. Kind of makes me think that Lala's telling people it's over and Randall's holding out hope and who knows what the hell is really going on. Oh, Jesus. I mean, 20 year age gap is rough enough. And when the older man is cheating on you, I feel like that has to hit like a little bit different to you. Yeah. Um, a la Erica Jane and Tom Girardi, especially if they're cheating with a woman who's like 15 years your senior. You're like, oh, I really didn't have the personality or the generational compatibility with this guy. And he left me. Um, Gwen Flamberg, from what you've seen, what is going on? Are they together forever or is this Dunzo? I'm just going to say it's probably Dunzo. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Sorry, Haran, I love how you read through, read between the lines and look and you're like, Lala's telling one thing to this outlet. He's telling another thing. It is a great way to look at it. Yeah. Well, we'll be here next week to discuss the uh, terms of their breakup <laughs> or <laughs> whatever may be the case. I don't, I think she's going to go back. 
Oh, that's classic Lala, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I read that book and, and one, one time when she thought when she, well, she doesn't drink anymore. She's sober now, which is good. But one time when she was mad at him, she put her toothbrush, um, Jesus in his, in her ass and then let him wash, she let him brush his teeth. Oh, wow. He didn't that's, know. That's a very real world move. Okay. <laughs> so well, things could get dark quick. God, the, uh, the little bits of knowledge we drop on this podcast, just <laughs> stay with you for a lifetime. Don't they? Well, speaking of images that will stay with me and I know all of us for a lifetime, Kanye West uh, has been internationally walking around wearing these really, really crazy, creepy masks. Um, luckily, this British newspaper, not even one of the big ones, got to the bottom of who the mask was. But let's go. Let's start back to the beginning because it all started in New York City when he met with Michael Cohen, crossover politics thing we got going here in New York. And he was wearing this huge rubber, really, really strange mask. Uh, last Tuesday, he grabbed coffee on the Upper East Side of New York City with Michael Cohen, who's, of course, the former attorney for former President Trump. <laughs> and uh, Cohen- it's a cute is, attorney, an eternity. Eternity. <laughs> it is an eternity for him. Um, and Michael Cohen is only allowed to leave his house on Tuesday mornings because he is on house arrest for pleading guilty to tax fraud, campaign finance violations, blah, blah, blah. That is not really our thing. But so he's only allowed to go out on Tuesday morning. So they met on a Tuesday. Tuesday morning. And I, we don't know why they met. Um, and we don't know why Kanye West was in a strange mask, but Michael Cohen spoke to page six and he says, Kanye West was wearing it so that people would not recognize him. I mean, great way to not draw attention to yourself, Kanye. Um, and he said it, quote, did not really work. Um, of course, Kanye West, we should call him yay, because that I was is his say. new, sorry, sorry, yay, officially <laughs> on paper, legally. Um, and then he was seen walking around uh, in that creepy mask. He got a yellow cab to the airport. He went to Venice and he wore a different color version of that mask. And luckily, people found out that it was his all white mask was an homage to Fantomas, the villain from a 1964 French comedy crime film. Now, we say that there's a lot to unpack here. I'm not even sure where to start. Gwen Flamberg, what do you think of all of that? I'm so confused. I'm just so confused. And I imagine it must be so hot to be inside one yes. of those masks while you're sitting and across the table from, you know, an eternity. But... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, Kanye just loves to be provocative and he, you know, will go underground because he doesn't want attention, but yet he really is seeking attention by wearing these masks. So I, I, I'm, I don't really understand what's going on while people are trying to figure out like, are they or aren't they with he and Kim, you know, as a divorce apparently is becoming final. He's just got to be provocative in another way. So he's been wearing these masks, but I got to tell you, they are creeping me out. Also creeping me out his half shaved head. If you want to read about that haircut, <laughs> go to usmagazine.com slash stylish. Sarah Huron, Sarah Huron. Sarah, tell us what is going on. Can you put any, you know, 
any saliency into this crazy, crazy mask wearing, jutting all over the world. What what's going on in yes, Tanya this West? This is had? Yee trying Yee. to get some attention because Kim is killing it on SNL and Courtney is engaged to Travis and he, you know, hasn't you know, had to, I mean, I'm sure he's got stuff going on, but like he hasn't been getting the attention that he craves from Mm -hmm. the Kardashian family. Um, and like that he got from the Kardashian family. And I think this is just classic ye, you know, trying to get some attention and Kim is also doing that thing where she's like not showing any part of her skin at all. Like she's wearing the tight clothes and like wearing gloves. It's obviously less extreme than what Kanye is doing right now, but they're definitely like in this weird phase of fashion and dare I say like aliens, but I don't want to offend Demi Lovato or do I, I don't really care. How Um, dare you say that they are not aliens. They are extraterrestrials. They can hear you and they are offended. Yeah. I think this is just the next thing we know. Kanye will have a show about aliens too. Like it's just all too much. It is all too much. Interesting point that they're all wearing clothes all over their bodies, sort of head to toe mass since the Met Gala. It has brought in a new era of creepiness that none of us understand, but maybe we're just not on their level. And in a few years, we will understand and be covering ourselves from head to toe and wearing creepy rubber masks out in public. Who knows? Well, someone who's not really having a lovely week, Megan McCain. Um, I really, I really tried to root for her because it's hard to be the only conservative voice on the view with a lot of strong personalities, but she's making it a little bit hard for me. Her, uh, her sort of book, her audio book, Bad Republicans is out next week. Um, she didn't actually write it. She just sat in front of a microphone and talked for six hours and it is a memoir. She talks a lot about the view being a toxic place to work and that her colleagues were, quote, terrible, horrible, awful people and made her life a living hell. Um, Megan McCain says she suffered toxic, direct, and purposeful hostility from two people, Joy Bear and Whoopi Goldberg, who she says grew meaner every day and less forgiving. With every passing day, if I had become an avatar for everything they hated about President Trump. She adds that Whoopi, in particular, had open disdain for her, often cutting her off when she was speaking during commercial, and Megan and said, once she turns on you, it can create unfathomable tension at the table. Um, Megan says she broke down sobbing during the commercial break. It felt like I had been slapped and that escalated into a full-blown panic attack after the episode wrapped. She says that is not worth it. Nothing is life is worth it. Megan later asked for an apology from Joy Bear because she had humiliated me live on air, but she never received one. And to make matters worse, she felt as she was often depicted as an unhinged lunatic. And that is why she decided to quit before her contract was up. She also said the women were leaking stories about her. And what I found really interesting about this story is I felt like I was watching a Real Housewives reunion. There was lots of like, oh, she's toxic. They're leaking stories to the press on me. Everyone is ganging up on me and I really got Real Housewives uh, reunion vibes. Sarah, what did you think of this audiobook? And do you think it's a little weird that she didn't write the book and she just recorded it? Or is that a cool new thing in celebrity memoirs that I missed? Yeah, no, I mean, Megan McCain is just a lot at all times. And she did certainly look like a lunatic many times on that show. I don't know if it was inaccurate or not. I, I don't work on The View. Um, I don't know her. But I always thought it was interesting because I what I really know of Megan McCain is what I see on Watch Robin's Live because she's a guest on that a decent yes. amount. Andy and her have like a rapport. She's a big Housewives fan. 
Um, I don't love her like dying defense of Erica Jane. I think it's freaking weird. And she thinks they're friends and she tried to like copy her hairstyles. Um, that being said, she always would talk about on Watch Women's Live that like behind the scenes, like her and Joy, like drink whiskey and they were friends and stuff. And I know like the last couple of years, like the political culture has gotten more intense and maybe that's why, but I yeah. never believed her. I was always like, I feel like Joy actually hates you and you think like you're friends, but she would always say that. And like every time she was on, like defend their friendship. And so now to have it kind of all fall apart, doesn't surprise me but it's just interesting because she would always go to bat to say that like things behind the scenes were actually like okay when the camera stopped rolling at the view and now she's changing her tune so i don't know take it with a grain of salt i think i love that she is i forgot that she was trying to single white female don't even know if you know that movie uh sorry her on um mm -hmm. Erica Jane, that she was really like trying to become her. She thought they were friends and her unrelenting defense of her is a little strange. Gwen Flamberg, how do you feel about Meg's and her memes? I really don't feel a lot about it. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know this story. I don't care about this story. Give me a dress on a red carpet or an engagement ring. That's really all I've been caring about this week. Great. I hope that she goes as Erica Jane for Halloween and that will give me something to really care about Meghan McCain and she could really win me over with just doing that, dressing up as the pretty mess. All right, someone who's not winning this country over anytime soon, Jamie Lynn Spears. Now, this is extra dramatic because she... Uh, she was just rejected flat out by a charitable institution she was trying to donate proceeds of her book for. And they just said, no, thank you. Please <laughs> keep your money. We will be declining that donation. Now, just in case you didn't know, Britney Spears has accused Jamie Lynn and her entire family of, quote, doing nothing to help her while she struggled under the terms of her conservatorship. Uh, Jamie Lynn denied that Britney was referencing her in the testimony when she talked about her whole family and said that she, quote, adored and supported her sister. However, Brittany quickly shut down those claims in two scathing Instagram posts. One of them has since been deleted directly calling out Jamie Lynn. The highlight is I don't like my sister showing up at an award show and performing my songs to remixes. Right. The so-called so support system has hurt me deeply. So they've been going back and forth for, for now like almost a year and a half. And Jamie Lynn has remained sort of quiet until she announced that she is releasing a memoir charting her life and the new book title is called things i should have said and she you know tried to be a good person and donate parts of the proceeds uh to a nonprofit mental health charity called this is my brave but the corporation received so much hate online from britney fans calling the collaboration tone deaf and quote hypocritical and the comments under the posts were horrible and they were on Met world mental health day which just enraged Britney fans. And you can figure out why. And then they said, the organization shared said, we heard you. We are taking action. We're deeply sorry to anyone we offended. We are declining the donations from Jamie Lynn Spears' upcoming book, The Post Read. Um, Gwen Flamberg, do you think this is a good thing um, for them to do? Do you think it's weird? It's sort of a weird situation all around here. It's a total weird situation, but I got to say, you know, the Free Britney Army is just not a fan. We're not we're not fans of Jamie Lynn Spears. So I just, you know, go away, Jamie Lynn Spears. Go away. Go away. Sarah, were you um, 
confused about this request. This is, I think, the first time we've heard a charitable institution declining money from a celebrity because they are so controversial. Yeah, this is tough. I mean, there's no way around it. Like, Jamie Lynn, that's got to burn. <laughs> like, I don't even know what else to say. I agree with Gwen. Like, I think there's something really sketchy about the whole family. I've been saying forever that I need, like, deep dives and, like, an unbiased look into both sides. I think it's a, it was a good move for her to change the name of the book from the Britney lyric because they obviously were having a field day with that. Um, but, yeah, to have a charity say, no, we're going to get more if we don't work with you is just tough. So, you know, I hope they're, they're doing all right in Louisiana, I guess. I don't know that that sucks. <laughs> that really sucks. I cannot wait to read the book, but I really do need to hear Brittany needs a book so I can hear about Jamie Lynn's involvement because we're sort of in a limbo where we know Brittany's called her out, but we don't really know why or how much she's done. Very Erica Jane situation. All right, let's move on <laughs> to some ridiculous paparazzi shots this week. Sarah, tell us about Tori Spelling and the ridiculous photos that we've seen online of her yelling into a cell phone in front of a divorce attorney's office. And then <laughs> she donned some Mickey Mouse ears the next day. It's all very strange. What is going on here? Oh, you know, my girl, Tori, she's just always going through it. And there's been speculation about Dean and Tori for like over a year now. Um, he will clap back in an Instagram comment saying like, yeah, we're still married. And I feel like he means it like as a fact, not in an actual they are yeah. married because Tori had took wife out of her Instagram bio a long time ago, has not publicly acknowledged Dean in forever. I listened to interviews she does and she never brings him up. Mm -mm. Um, so they seemingly seem pretty like separated. And a source has told us that they're really only together for the kids. They break up, they get in a fight or whatever. Then she comes back. So it's not like he's moved out or anything, but they're kind of just like living like she was just in Malta for a month filming some reality show. Cannot freaking wait for that. Um, <laughs> like sign me up. But for now, she is outside of a lawyer's office um, screaming into a cell phone. It looks straight out of a scene of a Lifetime movie. Um, yes. I personally think she's a good enough actress to be pulling this off, but others may not. Um, but the best <laughs> part is the notes on the notepad because, of course, yes. it's zoomed quite in. And it says, an outline listing, pig pen, get quote, AAA jumpstart van, 3 p.m. lawyer, assets support custody. It's so, those last three. Yeah, like, I, I don't know what else 3 p.m. lawyer assets support custody could mean. And is part of, you know, the assets this pig pen, because we know Tori likes animals. Is she worried if her and Dean break up that she will lose custody of their pigs? And who's going to get the AAA membership? The number who's one question. <laughs> Who will get that AAA membership? They're only free for a year the first time you sign up for them. Now, this was so as a Tory Spelling uh, apologist fan, um, you know, for many, many years. What, what did you think when you saw these photos? They look a little bit on the setup, but then they don't look set up. You know, what are your thoughts as someone who knows Tori better than any of us? <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I, I feel like I do. I've read all five books. I've watched every show. <laughs> um, I think that Tori needs to leave Dean. 
Um, I think that he, she is out here, you know, hustling. She's on messiness. She's got the 90210 podcast with Jenny. She's really trying. Um, and I support her and she has dedicated fans that will, you know, follow her on, she gets like a lot of deals and this things get canceled after like a season. Um, so I'm really rooting for her and I think that she could do better. And I know she's got five kids and that's going to be stressful and divorce is expensive. And she's got financial issues that have been very well established in the media. Um, but I think that this is a good sign. I think she should be getting her ducks in a row. I think that she should, you know, her get, pigs go, in a row. Yes. Yeah. Get her <laughs> pigs in a row, get her pig pen in a row and start, start fresh. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think it needs to be Tori and Dean forever anymore. Like I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's just not working, but that's Brandine. really just based on my guessing. <laughs> Unhappily ever after Gwen Flamberg, what were your thoughts when you saw her screaming into this phone, talking about the pig pen and the triple A? I for sure thought that it was a setup because that would be a very Tory thing to do. So I think that she is seeking attention for this. I don't know that she actually will go through with the split. I think those two are in that like toxic push me, pull you. I don't know that yeah. it'll ever end. And I think that that's what they thrive on. Um, I certainly do not know Tori as well as Sarah Heron does. <laughs> However, um, you know, I would, I would really like to see her have like a solid act too and be happy. Yeah. So my fingers are crossed that she chooses to make some change in her life, but I am not holding my breath for that. I don't think that it's going to happen. I think we have a Tory second act set up. She is looking great. She is clearly taking great care of herself. The, she's possibly leaving Dean. She's going to Malta to serve film reality shows. That is a great <laughs> step for Tori. Um, so I, I have a good feeling that she might leave Dean. And then I think all of us would be there for Tori and especially Sarah Huron. And I'm sure there's a reality camera that would be there for Tori dating. Like we TV maybe like would totally give her a shot at Absolutely. one last reality dating yes. show. Yeah. Tori and love the spelling bee. There's that's not my job. Some well, of there was Tori and Dean in love, a show where they ran an Airbnb. So that would be savage to just be like Tori. <laughs> in love and maybe the contestants <laughs> come to the Airbnb. She brings back the Airbnb and people try out to date her. I mean, call me any freaking time, Tori. I'm here for you. <laughs> we will make it work. Good luck to Tori and the spelling family. Um, well, this, this next story really just hit me with all the feels because I am a great British Bake Off stan. I love it so much. Shout out to Bread Week. Um, and this week, Mary Berry was made a dame. Uh, dame Mary was honored Wednesday by none other than the Prince of Wales. Y'all know who that is. During a ceremony at Windsor Castle. It was her 50-year culinary and broadcasting career that got her the honor and also her charity work. And Mary Berry said that she would be, quote, going home for a sandwich and the children are coming tonight to celebrate becoming a dame. Gwen Flamberg, I know you love Mary Berry. I this, sure do. Dame Mary Berry, I just, it's a great story. And all of this sort of depressing news, Dame Mary Berry was a little light spot for me. I wonder what Sir Paul Hollywood had to say about it. Actually, <laughs> I don't think that he's been knighted yet, but that would be a very good idea for the queen to do. Oh, my God. They really should. They are national treasures and heroes. 
Speaking of someone who thinks he's a national treasure and hero, but got put right in his place, we're talking about A-Rod again. <laughs> uh, again. Sport, sports reporter uh, Sarah Huron, uh, what happened to A-Rod when he went to Beantown in the Red Sox, home of the most notoriously vicious baseball fans in the country? Yes. Oh, A-Rod, uh, you know, works for Fox, I believe, covering the yep. the American League championship or playoffs, you know, situation. Ooh, sporty. <laughs> sporty. It's the Boston Red Sox and the Houston Astros and Ooh. the Red Sox won the game. And during the postgame show, they were trolling the hell out of A-Rod. Obviously, A-Rod was a New York Yankee, Boston Yankee drama rival. Of course. Everybody knows that even your basic non-sports fans. Um, but A-Rod, you can hear some of it on the broadcast. You could hear someone yelling, she left you for Ben Affleck while A-Rod was trying to talk. And he did a great job just ignoring it. But the best was the behind the scenes clips that fans took that went on social media because, I mean, they are just ruthless. They're chanting J-Lo and then Affleck. Yes. And then they were like, um, what's your favorite Ben Affleck movie? She left you. How do you like them apples? Like quoting Goodwill Hunting, like just savagely trolling A-Rod and props to him for ignoring it, but like tough. Tough. And yeah, the J-Lo and Affleck chants were amazing. I watched them several times and I don't feel great about it, but I had a great time. Um, and I liked during the live broadcast when Fox had to cut the audio to their own analysts because the crowd was heckling him so much and yelling at him so much. And just because I don't think he's the best guy, I took a lot of sick, twisted pleasure from this and I really much enjoyed it. And can I also just say, like, let's be honest, like we need A-Rod, like A-Rod, Jamie Lynn and like Scott Disick and Shannon Milker, they had rough weeks and they've had rough yeah. things yeah. like Let's should we bring back celebrity we have with Dr. Drew, but be less about necessarily it doesn't have to be substance, but just like going through something and put those four people in a house because like sounds good to me. <laughs> oh, that is why isn't she in TV development people? This I would be so go. good like, about like celebrity X's house or something and just put them all in and just have them, you know, commiserate together about losing their loves and being hated by the general public. Like anyone who gets, you know, those memes when it's like someone's going through a bad week and then it's like, oh, they're going to thank them for sending, they're going to send them an edible arrangement because now they're taking the heat. Like those are like yes. four people who this week like need to send each other flowers for trying to like take the heat off the other one. And I can't wait to find out who's next. We are going to move into a very, very packed episode of Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. Yeah, yeah. Packed. Yeah. We have several rounds. We do. We have, Ooh. well, we have one more round than we usually do. It's a box off. It's a box off. Sarah Heron, first one is up to you. Harry Hamlin turns <laughs> 70 this week. Yes, don't ever talk about my husband, Harry Hamlin. Harry Hamlin, I can't say his name enough to the Lisa Rinna voice, is 70 this week versus another famous husband. Keith Urban is 54 this week. Mr. Nicole Kidman. Wow. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting pair up. Um, I think I'm going to go Harry Hamlin. Um, but I, I like that. I would love to imagine Lisa Rinna, Harry Hamlin, Nicole Kidman, and Keith Urban like hanging out. Oh my God. I would like to see the ladies on the side of the boxing ring while their men duel it out for these golden gloves that we're giving them. Well, congratulations, Harry Hamlin. Love you. Love your garden. Love everything you're doing. <laughs> All right. Gwen Flamberg, next is mm -hmm. up to you. We have some birthday twins, same age this year. We have two rounds of these. Tracy Ellis Ross is 49 this week and Gabrielle Union is also 49 this week. 
I think that these two would have so much fun putting on a show for the audience. Like they would really wrestle it out. They're both so strong and awesome. But I think that, you know, ultimately they would uh, bow down to each other and call it a tie and just back out of the ring. Oh, that's nice. I know that was hard because you love both of those ladies. And we have another set of birthday twins. We have Kelly Osborne is 37 this week. Sarah versus Katy Perry, who is also 37 this oh, week. Oh, boy. I know. It's um, a matchup we never thought we'd see. Lots of hair colors in this one. Lots of hair colors. You know, Katy Perry needs a win. Oh, yeah, she does. She hasn't had any really hit songs in a while. Congratulations, no. Katy Perry. Congrats. All right, Gwen Flamberg, the last before the semifinals. We have Drake, who is 35, versus mm. an equally talented musician and star. Singer Justin Guarini, winner of <laughs> um, uh, runner-up on American Idol, is 43 this week. I was never really into his hair. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and, um, you know, Drake is Drake. Drake... Drake loses no battles. So obviously Drake is the winner, even though he was paired against someone who was far inferior. Oh, sorry to Justin Guarini. Happy 43rd birthday. All right, Sarah, <laughs> it's the finale mashup. We have, you know, five people in the ring, but two are a team. We have Drake, 35, Katy Perry, 37, Tracy Ellis Ross and Gabrielle Union, those 49-year-olds sticking together, and the lone Harry Hamlet at 70 years old. I mean, there's, I just like can't even wrap my head around this. So I'm going to go Harry Hamlin. Oh, <laughs> my sauce. 70-year-old Harry Hamlin. Congratulations to you. Can't wait to see the party that Lisa Ritter throws you. Well, thanks as always to my host, Sarah and Gwen, for helping me spill all of this piping hot celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis Cronin on Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion fame of your favorite celebrities. Because after all... They're just like like, uh, I can't with the slow motion, you guys. We are quick moving. It's really tough. It's tough. Oh my god, that was extra spooky. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.